the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Hey, it's uh, Pat and Stu. I'd be Pat. This would be uh, Stu, except not really. His actual name is something completely different. He lies about it every day. <laughs> and then, you know, the thing that ate... Hello, how you uh, doing? Czechoslovakia. It was once a country, kids. Now it's not. Good now it's Jeff. not. Why? Jeffy. Jeffy. He ate it. That's why. So. You okay? Yeah, no, I just burped up a little check. <laughs> <laughs> Checks mix. <laughs> uh, great. Okay. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. So over the weekend, uh, the Dark Tower was number one. Uh, did you yeah, see that? Anybody I see that? I did not. No. Did it not. It looks kind of intriguing. Yeah, we played the, t- the, the one trailer with, here. It was uh, somebody. In guy the other shoots guy. into different dimensions or it was something. Somebody, the other somebody guy. Somebody, the other guy. Yeah, the a kid. One. And then a uh, uh, girl in there and somewhere. And the guy from the Lincoln commercials. Uh, right. Yeah. He's in it, I think. The Lincoln they... commercials? Yeah, Matthew McConaughey, isn't he in it? Oh, is he in it? <laughs> oh, that's right. He's the devil or something. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, And then Dunkirk was number two, I, uh, which we've all seen, right? You've seen it too, haven't you, Jeffy? Oh, no, I haven't seen, seen that. No, Jeffy does not pay for entertainment. That's just bizarre that you haven't seen that yet. He'll see it as soon as it's available. Uh, for free. On, on something for free. Mm-hmm. Would like the well, stolen... technically, it's not free. Well, it's not free to the people who produce it. It's not free to the person whose uh, Netflix password you sign up under. Um, but uh, it would be free to you, yes. Mm-hmm. First of all, you can't prove that whole Netflix uh, thing that you just said. You can't prove it. I think I could if I, <laughs> if I had really access set, to a computer. set your mind to it. If I, well, if I had access to his computer, I could do it. However, mm-hmm. I would also probably be uh, party to a major criminal investigation yeah, afterwards. Sure. So I try not to touch his computer. Yeah. You don't want your fingerprints on that thing. Uh, the Emoji Movie, which I've heard is just awful, awful yeah. propaganda for kids. Uh, Girls Trip, then Kidnap, which I, I don't know that movie at all. Yeah, it's, it's, um, I did see the previews for that. Uh, did action you? Movie, yeah. Okay, then we get to Spider-Man Homecoming, which is now almost at the $300 million, $294. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I'm disappointed, it went 4-7, to seven, Atomic Blonde. Oof. Somebody's not doing their job in getting out and seeing this movie. Well, you, to, for one. To, well, me, for one. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen That's Jeffy, true. you'd be another who has not seen Atomic Blonde. It's only up to $34 million in two weeks. I believe it's not bad for two weeks. It's not terrible. It's more than the entire budget of the movie. I mean, that's yeah. not bad. Yeah, the budget was 30 So, 
they must have gotten her on a discount rate, huh? Yeah, maybe there's a good, um, you know, you know uh, royalties. Uh, maybe back end kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say that, but then I thought Jeffy would take it to a weird place. <laughs> I'm I, already, I was already there. <laughs> My friend I was actually was legitimately already there. there. It's kind of a good back end. No, Jeffy's gonna say something horrible. Uh, good royalties. That's <laughs> <laughs> really what just happened. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, no, I mean, but 34 million is good for a couple weeks on that. And I, I think there's a I good. Just, is it good enough to to spark secret? Because that's what I'm kind of worried about now. Yeah. We're going to see this you over and over. It. I know, but I've seen the. It'll produce another trailer. That's true. It will be another right? great, another fantastic I believe. Trailer. I believe that I've probably seen pretty much the entire movie with all the trailers that I watched. I, I will say that was, and I think I mentioned this when I gave the review, it was one of the uh, downsides of seeing the movie is that I had seen the trailers so many times that it wasn't that I it wasn't that there were see, like there were scenes in which something would happen right and it would be a surprise in the movie. Mm-hmm. However, I had seen the hall like I knew the drapes that were in the room in which the fight scene happened <laughs> or that corridor, the stairwell. <laughs> yeah, the stairwell. Yeah. It's a great you one. You know what's coming. Then. It's, you know, and that, this has been in a lot of stories about um, uh, the movie, but there, this is like a it's like one of those movies like an eight minute no cut fight scene. You know, like there's the same one camera, no cuts, basically no cuts for the you know the entire scene, and it's an amazing mm. scene. But as soon as they walked into the stairwell, I was like, oh, someone's gonna come out. Like, you know, like I just know it because I had seen the trailer too many times. Yeah. That's problematic. Yeah, um, probably not the way that they intended it. Yeah, it was probably just not. a quick commercial, and people wouldn't memorize. I don't know. Maybe that's not what they were looking for. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's not my fault. Um, but yeah, no, uh, that that's. But it, it you know, not bad. Thirty four. They. Again, when you can earn your entire budget after two weeks, that's usually a positive. Yeah, um, and so. who, I don't know what it's doing worldwide, but I, I suppose probably, probably pretty well. Probably pretty well. Um, I will say I also saw just while we're on movies and we're starting there because I will say the, the first story here uh, in the prep today is Mike Pence torches New York Times after they report he is mm-hmm. running a shadow campaign to oust tw- Trump he, in twenty twenty. He says no. They say yes. Yeah, uh, I got whatever. I saw that story this weekend. It was a big story. It's a big story on every uh, news uh, station day. I don't care about it. Sure was. A. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. B. All of it's nonsense unless Trump completely destroys himself, which is possible. But we'll get there if it happens. We'll know. The vice president would never run against the president, I don't think, right? Two sitting, no. both of them the sitting uh, person in, in those seats and uh, those offices are going to run against, I don't remember that ever happening. Maybe it has, but a long time ago. Um, and, you know, look, it's not, uh, it's not going to happen with Pence uh, anyway, unless no. Pence is the president. Like, if Trump gets impeached and leaves office, then yes, Pence will run in 2020. It's basically the only way it's going to happen. Or Trump says he doesn't want to run. Then Pence could run in 2020. But, you know, you look at some of the other names on the list, uh, which are like Ben Sass and Kasich. Like, you could make the argument that they might be positioning themselves for a, um, a, a future in which Trump is so unpopular but runs again for re-election anyway. Pence is not part of that equation at Tom all. Tom Cotton is setting himself up. No. They claim in this. Come stupid. on. Tom so, Cotton. That's why we're starting with movies, because the story is stupid. Okay, let's yeah. be honest about it. It's a stupid story. A, even if it were true, I wouldn't want to talk about it. It's 2020. I don't want. I don't care. Yeah, right. You know, it's it's forget way it. too many things can happen. Between it, come now back and to then. me after the 2018 election. When you, when you get past that one, then we can start talking to 2020. But not until then. And honestly, it's going to be way too early even then. But still, that's why we're talking about movies. I did see a movie this weekend uh, called The Big Sick. Have you heard of this at all? Uh, I've seen it. That it's out or yeah. something, you know, it's at theaters, but I don't know anything about it. Sort of, uh, 
it's a weird. I don't know how to describe it exactly. It's a sort of a comedy, sort of a drama. A is dramedy, it artsy as they say. Or, uh, no, I no? would say it's a little independent uh, vibe. Like it's not like mm. a, no huge mess. I mean, Ray Romano is in it, who's kind of a, was a big star at one point. But he's yeah. like, you know, from uh, everybody loves Raymond. Yes, um, yeah. And uh, what else? Ice Age wasn't he? That one of the yes. Ice Age. I mean, certainly he's a, a very well-known figure. But you know, he was he he's probably the biggest name in the movie. Um, but uh, it was really, really good. Like, I, I, I mean, mm. it, it, some, one of the hardest laugh lines in that movie that I can, I mean, that I can remember in a long time at a theater. Um, but the movie, I mean, it's about a comedian who uh, meets a girl and she gets sick. The big sick. Man, um, you want to talk about funny. That sounds funny. I got to mm. tell you, it was freaking hilarious. It was really well done, <laughs> really funny, well, like well acted, the script, you know, really well written. Um, and uh, and also an emotional thing too. I mean, you're you know obviously something like that happens, and the emotions are part of it. So it was, but it was mm -hmm. really good. If you, I mean, the best, probably the best movie I've seen all year. Wow, I would say. Uh, and again, wow. I, I, this is better a than Dunkirk or or. Yeah, Atomic Blonde was Atomic my Blonde. In my vibe was better than Dunkirk. Um, yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, I think now you so didn't too. you didn't see Atomic Blonde. I, so well, I've would... seen the trailer. The trailer's <laughs> better than Atomic Blonde. I mean, be better than Dunkirk. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, but yeah, that was uh, really, really good. If you like that type of thing, you gotta like yeah. the type of thing, you know. I mean, it's a little too. There's too many big words in it for Jeffy, you know. But I mean, for mo for a lot of people, they'd be able to. Oh, they say the. Yeah, to hey. Oh boy. Mm -hmm, that's what yeah, he can't. Uh... What movie is that? <laughs> uh, the Big Sick. Um, and the big sick. It's a terrible title, and I think that's part it, of the that reason. That is why a terrible know. title. It yeah. really is. It doesn't inspire you to think, hey, yeah, I gotta go see the Big Sick. It was. Uh, it sounds like there could be some great comedy in it. <laughs> <laughs> we laugh about your diseases all the time, so you know what? Maybe there is. Maybe there is. Maybe I there is. Right. <laughs> it was 14th over the weekend, made 2.2 million, so it's up to. I, I bet this is way over its budget. 33.9. Yeah, and it's like it hasn't been in a ton of theaters or yeah, anything. Yeah, I bet that's uh, doing really well. And uh, Rotten Tomatoes, 98 percent. Holy cow! So it's one of those. Um, that's, wow. You know, part of the reason why I wanted wanted to go see it is it seemed pretty promising. Mm -hmm. And I, I, you know, I can get into that sort of those sorts of movies. You know, mm -hmm. um, the guy who's in it has been in a bunch of other things. If you've seen like sort of weird like alternative he's, I think he's been on Portlandia that show we've played a couple of clips from that over the years a couple of other those, those types of like sketch comedy shows that are kind of like a little offbeat mm -hmm. um, uh, and he's some of it is really funny so um, kind of a fun little point uh, just a little side note for you an inconvenient sequel oh yeah how that truth too? to power big right did really well nine hundred thousand dollars. Wow, and it's that's opening really, wow. wide release. How many? Nine, under a million. That's unbelievable. How many theaters? Oh, yeah. it, it is now in. Uh, is that right? 100 and, so it's still so, so only in 170. Right. No, it's in 180 theaters. Okay, that's oh, not see, a terrible number for yeah, 180. Because I kind of would like to just see this thing go away. But We're, it's it's per uh, you know per theater. Yeah. Last week it was something like. Uh, 30, 33,000 yeah. or something, which is huge. This week it was 5,000. Which is not actually that great not for good. 180 theaters. I not really say. good. No. Mm -mm. Um, you know, we had been tossing around an idea where we would take an entire theater uh, worth of uh, viewers or listeners to go see it and make, basically make fun of the movie. 
Uh, and so we were tossing around this a little bit planning-wise this weekend, which we don't really have a plan, mm-hmm. but it's, it's making such a little impact. I don't know that it, yeah, it's not I, the cultural event the last one was. Right, I kind of feel it's like not at all. it's just, you know, it's kind of like giving it more attention than it deserves. Last time we did this yeah. with um, The Day After Tomorrow, um, if you remember that movie, great which movie. is mid-2000s, which was so such bad. a great one. It's one of my favorite events we've so ever bad. done since the beginning of the show. Where they're trying to outrun the cold oh, to God. get to the, the library in New York, which you know is... is if you can make it to the library, the Man- in, well, it's the Manhattan Library. It's the Manhattan the Library, which you know is so well insulated that the 800 below zero or whatever won't affect you in there. It well, just it won't. They, they were burning the furniture. The well, and you had to burn the, the books. Going. Yeah, and so right. um, yeah, <laughs> we did. We did an event where we went to the theater and we actually gave like one of the. It was almost like a bingo card to the audience, a script. Mm-hmm. Um, where, like, when certain things happened on the screen, you had to yeah. yell things at the screen. That's great. Um, oh, my God, that was so freaking fun. That was one of the most, honestly, probably the most <laughs> fun I've ever had in this business was that event. It was so awesome. That I, and it was like, you know, we, we had packed full, huge theater of audience, uh, uh, of listeners, and we were all making fun of it so much on the air. We just put this together, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, you'd have to, you, like, they'd have, like, certain things at certain times you had to say it, or whenever you saw a certain event occur, you'd have to scream. Like, every time you saw an oil rig, you had to scream Halliburton at the, at the, at the screen. It was stuff like that. That's great. And, and the whole audience doing it was so awesome. Oh, God, that was so fun. But, I mean, again, like, I don't feel like this is making any cultural impact like that. You, you don't hear hardly anything no, of it. No, I mean, it seems like Except it's a dud. Al Gore's on the, you know, interview circuit. Yeah, but he's on the interview circuit just for, you know, his, his like-minded people. And since he's afraid to go on the, uh, on the, on the open market, it's going to hurt him. Uh, it's going to hurt that movie, right? Nobody's going to know about it. Yeah, see it. open invitation to Al Gore. I think we could devote the whole show to him. Now, oh. Certainly on Pat and Stu. And we could give him an hour or two maybe on, on, uh, the, on radio. But, of course, he'd never take us up on that. Never take us up on that. Uh, he, he took you up on it. Once. Yes, he did. Um, and then, so and then th- there was a scheduling issue uh, yeah. that popped up <laughs> yeah. after, after he agreed. I had to see his first dumb movie, An Inconvenient Truth. and That, that was such crap. A prerequisite, which I did. Went to it, saw it, came back, told him all about it. And, oh, yeah, he's, he's not available now. Well, wait. Why did you make me? Well, <laughs> <they just laughs> Why did I have to see that swap then? They wanted your three dollars, is what and they, they wanted, and they got it. Mm-hmm. And they got it. I actually, so. when I go to see those movies, and this is not a, this is something I'm proud of, uh, but when I've gone to see movies like this for research, show research, uh, Michael Moore documentaries, things mm-hmm. like this that are in the theaters, I just, I just buy tickets for something else and then walk into the wrong theater. <laughs> I just can't. I, I can't give Michael Moore any money. No. You know, I remember right. it was uh, what was That's it? Um, what was the the one around the bush or in the, his re-election campaign, Fahrenheit 9-11. Yeah. Remember that? I mm-hmm. had to go see that for work, which was horrible. I mean, you want to talk about a horrible... That is... I never saw that. literally, um, figuratively, as I'm I try to master that, figuratively, essentially, um, uh, Alex Jones. It was like pre-Alex Jones, Alex Jones. Yeah. I mean, he. it is... A litany of nonstop conspiracy theories. This person's connected to this person who knows this person who worked with this person who knows this person who knows George W. Bush. It was like that. It was like crazy. I, I couldn't believe it was like I could not believe that it was That's actually really made. Bad. It's one of those really things bad. where I think um, 
you know, people just at that time really didn't like George Bush. And that was when the time, but no coincidence that half of Democrats believed Bush brought down the, uh, the Twin Towers at that time. They were all in Alex Jones' land at that time because they agreed with anything that anyone said that was against George W. Bush. Mm -hmm. They despised him. You think they, you know, mm -hmm. the, this Trump thing isn't unique. Um, it at times gets inflated where the media really hates him more than they hate, hated other Republicans, but it's not unique. Uh, they despise George W. Bush. And, uh, you know, it really has been ugly for a long time uh, mm -hmm. for, for anyone who is even moderately conservative, which is what Bush was. I mean, he was no conservative. I mean, he, no. he's moderate. You're right. He, he was definitely moderate through and through. That's, I mean, any time he said conservative, he had to precede it with compassionate conservative, which, you know... Uh, I think all conservatives are compassionate, they, but they want to give of themselves and their own money to other people rather than have the government do it for them, rather than give the money to the government and then the government maybe takes care of that person. So compassionate conservatism, it, it, it's, an, it's stupid. It's redundant. Right. Conservatives are, are compassionate as a rule far more than liberals and progressives, far more. And it's been proven in the, in the charity that they give. So... Um, yeah, Bush was an embarrassment to the conservative cause, for the most part. And still, you know, because we've had such awful alternatives, I miss him like my dad. I miss him yeah. as if he were my father. And uh, I want <laughs> him to come really, back. It is that strong. It's a good, you go back, uh, I remember watching um, uh, the documentary, um, Who Killed the Electric Car? I went to a theater to see that uh, back when we lived in Pennsylvania. Um, and uh, Who killed it? Um, well, uh, the quality of the automobile. Oh. Is what killed it. Um, if you notice, uh, Tesla's not having too much problem selling cars. No, I sure. read somewhere that they have 500,000 deposits. Yeah, I just read that this morning as deposits well. Deposits on their Model 3, which is people giving a Tesla $1,000 for nothing. And they, they haven't even, I mean, they just, just are barely building them. Yeah, they're just, began building them, putting them together. Yeah. Uh, so and they have uh, they have five hundred thousand deposits for this car. They, yeah. the, the issue and now of course there is government uh, uh, you know assistance uh, in forms of tax bribes uh, for uh, Tesla to make these cars. But the bottom line is the Tesla is a good car, so people were mm -hmm. buying it because it's good. Mm -hmm. You know when when they tried to make these cars earlier and this was a a, a government forced thing. They they passed these laws in California uh, for zero emission vehicles. They so these. Big corp car companies were like, well, we either have to make one of these stupid things or we can't sell cars in California, which is a big problem to our business. Yeah. So they all tried to make them and, you know, they weren't, they weren't ready. They didn't go far enough. They weren't really high quality. They tried to make them super space age looking even, you know, and that never works when, when people try to do that. It just doesn't look mm -hmm. right. And like they, they were like, look at this ad campaign they did. And they showed this ad campaign. They're like, this, look at this crappy ad they made for this. They the, the, the thesis of the movie was they intentionally tanked the car that they could have made all this money on because mm -hmm. they didn't want electric cars. And like, so they're like, look at this terrible ad campaign. And I'm watching the ad. I'm like, this is an amazing ad. The, the thing is that what they were advertising for sucked. So the, their big thesis. And then they like wind up destroying the cars eventually, um, even though people said that they were, they, look, we found this person who wants to buy one and they're, they're destroying the cars. Well, yeah, I mean, some people wanted to buy them, but like they, they didn't work. They didn't have to make them anymore because they changed the law. And so they got yeah. rid of them. Long story short, though, in there, of course, as everyone, every documentary of that era did, they tried to blame George W. Bush for at least part of this. Mm. And they were showing clips of Bush uh, from the 2000 campaign 
talking about energy, talking about global warming, talking about taxes and all these things. And I'm like, God, what happened to that guy? That guy was awesome. I love that guy. Mm-hmm. That guy was fantastic. What happened to that guy? Because he sounded a hell of a lot like a conservative. I mean, and, and he was talking about mm-hmm. how the markets worked and how exciting it was and we should be getting more oil and energy. And, and, and it was like, this guy was great. And then he couldn't even speak afterwards. Yeah. Like, he got to that point about, I don't know, two years into his administration and he just like literally couldn't speak anymore. And I mean that one literally. That one was not and he moderated so many of his policies. Uh, so it was agonizing. Uh, but there's an interesting opinion piece, uh, today about how Tesla maybe should weed themselves or maybe we should wean them off of the government subsidies. Uh, yeah. Of which they've received about $5 billion to this point. $5 billion for Elon Musk. Uh, He doesn't need that. He's got 500,000 deposits, a thousand each on the new Tesla, and it's not even built yet. It's incredible. It's incredible. It's incredible. And, and this goes to, you know, the, the tax breaks are going to obviously help sell Teslas. But the people who are buying them are wealthy. Like, so you're giving tax mm-hmm. breaks to a billionaire, it's a billionaire's company, so they can buy cars from a billionaire. And the people, I remember, and I don't remember the exact stat, it's in one of the, uh, one of the books, uh, and this goes back probably 10 years now. So think of what this number is today and think of it with Tesla. But it was the people mm-hmm. who bought Priuses. The median salary or household income for people who bought Priuses, this is which is a fifty thousand dollar car. Yeah, or yeah, even less, right? I mean, or maybe I, I would a little think bit some less. of them are a little bit less. Um, I would think more like thirty thousand dollar car for a test a Prius. I could be wrong on that, um, but they, the average was one hundred and like nineteen thousand dollars, one hundred sixteen thousand dollars or something household income. Now remember, this is ten years ago, so that number today would be what one thirty, one forty, and. That was a car that was thirty thousand dollars. This is a car that's been over a hundred most of the time. Uh, the the Tesla P eighty five can cost a hundred like one hundred and thirty five thousand dollars. Yeah. Uh, so uh, and even the cheapest Tesla until the Model Model three was still in the sixty thousand dollar range. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, you know, double the cost of what. Uh, yeah, wealthy people are buying these. Yeah, cars. A, these are cars. They don't for, need the subsidy. They don't need it. And you know, it, it really is pathetic. Jeffy, what's that? Uh, what's that Prius cost us? I know you're looking this up immediately because you obviously heard. The conversation. We just wanted to check that stat for us. So what was the uh, what thirty-two was nine? <laughs> that was a good bluff. <laughs> it's never a good bluff because he's always lying. It's like you never, thirty-two nine. There's never a, a, an opportunity. Thirty-two nine out the door. <laughs> Let me see. Uh, <laughs> see, this is what we wanted to avoid because you weren't on camera, and now Pat is typing on camera to try yeah. to figure out the answer. He's not on mm-hmm. camera. Well, I was. Uh, when I started. Uh, okay, there's... That doesn't tell me anything. Toyota hybrid replacement cost. No, this is not what I'm looking for. Uh, why is Prius battery being... Uh, uh, I don't know. Okay, so I can't, we'll find that later. Uh, all right, well, Jeff, you'll sure look that up. Yeah, sure so, <laughs> 26. You're still looking at it from 26 up. So cheapest one? Yeah, I thought it was cheaper than twenty six. Yeah, I mean, they're really, you know. Maybe I mean, I'm thinking of the Volt because the Volt is between forty and fifty, isn't it? The Volt was in the thirties, yeah. but again, was, subsidized. Um, yeah. So yeah. it seems to me though that when the Prius first came out, they were overpriced, right? Yeah. Maybe that's yeah. what you, maybe that's what you're thinking of, Pat. Because maybe I think that when they first came out, they were 
Like, why would you spend that? For? And they're ugly. But what's I mean, so, I, I don't like the look of them at all. Do you? Oh, no. Priuses, I think they're, they're terrible. But I mean, all, all those electric cars until the freaking Tesla. And guess which yes. ones worked? Yeah. Right? I mean, I, I, you build a good car and shockingly people will buy it. Right. When you try to, you know, uh, up, you know, like go to them and say, hey, you know, what you need to do is be great for the environment and be wonderful. Like, again, these L, like LED oh, LED uh, lights and, and all these things. People didn't want fluorescent lights because they're terrible. The LED lights they're buying. Yeah. Um, you know, people don't want um, things that suck. Like, they would not buy, uh, they want big screen TVs. You can't take away their big screen TV. They just get ones that, you know, like the LEDs are much more efficient. And you're going to save, uh, people are going to want to watch their TVs. Uh, you know, I, I'm sorry. I, it's weird what we have to apologize for in this society. It really um, is. What, what's your pricing uh, update there, Jeff? Looks like it's $30,000. Yeah, it looked like they were cheaper even when they first came out. So I don't know what car I'm thinking about that was more expensive and then came down when they were first came out like that, but the Priuses, you know, looked like they were even cheaper than they are now. Mm -hmm. All right, Triple Eight Seven Twenty Seven Beck is the uh, phone number. Uh, so let's uh, talk about uh, the way we prepare. Um, you know, it's easy to get caught up in the news cycle. It's easy to forget that our principles are kind of like what we're supposed to focus on. Um, and mm -hmm. one of the principles we're talking about here, when we're talking about preparation, we're talking about self-reliance. This is bigger than just storing some food or storing some water. It's about making sure you can be responsible for yourself. Yeah, because the government's not always there. Um, and if they do get there, they're usually fairly late to the party. And it's usually not much of a party when you need uh, emergency food. So that's why we both depend on My Patriot Supply. That you can get their 102 serving survival food supply right now for $99. Unfortunately, they only offer lunches. Uh, so that's. No, uh, and breakfasts. And, okay. And, but and only then, breakfast and lunches. So and at night dinner. you can't eat. And then a di dinner, too. All yeah. three? All three. All three. Incredible. And Inclu it even includes a really tasty Southwest savory rice. Oh, because I thought they only... Delicious. Now that I know it's savory, because I thought it was just Southwest uh, rice. No, no, But no. if it's savory, it's savory, then I'm in. It uh, is savory. <laughs> then I am in. It lasts up to 25 years in storage, and it is less than a dollar per serving, which if you are a mathematician, you've already noticed. 102 servings for $99. It's incredible. Call them today, please. 888-411-5290. 888-411-5290. Or just go to preparewiththeblaze.com. That's preparewiththeblaze.com. Hi. Pat and Stu, 888-727-BACK. Boy, uh, the Fox implosion continues. Mm. Scary. They had one of their big execs uh, fired last month, which I hadn't even heard of uh, until this morning. And then last month, also, Charles Payne from Fox Business was suspended because of some sexual harassment thing. And that one seems a little weird because he'd been carrying on an affair with this woman for uh, which he now admits three years. They right. both admit that. But then she says that after the affair, he said something harassing to her and he completely denies that. But he's, yeah, I've, I've been cheating on my wife for three years, sure. We've been doing that. <laughs> and she cheating on her husband for three years. So they each admit to that. And then there's some emails going back and forth now that have surfaced that are somewhat juicy. Informative. Yeah. Yeah. Informative. About from, from Charles? From, from, uh, from Scotty Nell Hughes to Charles on some of her uh, dreams. Same things she's dreaming of. Involving really? he and her in a pool together. Oh, that's nice. And, so uh, yeah. just swimming well, in lessons? Well, you send an email about you know? your dreams and you get in trouble for that? Well, depending on what your dream is. 
you know. Wait, but who's so. being harassed in this? Uh, situation? Yeah, that, well, I think that's Charles Payne's position. Is like, no, uh, look what she was sending to me. Wait, so the, the the affair was between those two? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Charles Payne and Scotty, Scotty Nell Hughes. Hughes. Mm-hmm. Hmm, didn't know that. Um, and so, yeah, and now there's more. And now there's more. There's Eric Bowling uh, in this, too. He's been suspended now. Um, now, initially, we heard there was a big problem because he had emailed uh, something graphic to four different people, unsolicited. So I don't That's know what they was, say. He's uh, denying look at that. His private uh, part. He denies that. He does. Well, well, he didn't he, deny it. He didn't it, deny it. He doesn't remember sending that. I don't recall sending sending that. Hmm. Wow. Now, if you didn't do it, is there any way you say, yeah, I don't recall ever sending my well, pictures remember, of my wiener I to mean, her? When Anthony Wiener had the exact same excuse, <laughs> yes. we did not give him a break. No. I will say that. Although he said today he, lo- he said he looks forward to clearing his name. Yeah. Again, okay. no, that's not a denial, I guess, right? Yes. That's not a no, denial. it isn't. Jeffy, can you, like, if, 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 if there was a, forget it. Yes? No, it's all right. I'll stop. <laughs> For once, I'll stop. Okay. I, mean, uh, I will I'll say there was there. also another problem. I'll go there with you. There was another problem with bowling, though. Uh, that's sexual harassment, supposedly, because yeah. Well, Pat, you're not going to you're not going to say what he said, are you? Because I am. I'm going to say it. I mean, this would be a way for children. Say, look at this is cable, right? We could say whatever we want. Well, no, I don't think that's the, that's not we the standards. Say whatever There's we network want. Standards, network Pat. standards. He actually said to her. <laughs> He actually called her on the air, not once or twice, but four times over the period of like five years. Dr. McHottie. That's what he called her on the air. Four times. Dr. McHottie. Dr. McHottie. Now, you can bleep that or you can censor <laughs> no, us any or you can need to. shut down the transmitter, whatever no, you want to do. Totally fine. But that doesn't change the fact that he called her Dr. McHottie and. On two other occasions, sometime during the course of that five-year appearance on his show, mm-hmm. she says that he referred to her as smart, beautiful, and wrong. <laughs> smart, beautiful, and wrong? I say lock this guy up. He's a menace, a menace. to society. Hey, look, you're smart and beautiful, <laughs> but you're wrong. <laughs> I bet he didn't even say it that way. Come on, it's Eric Bowling. He said, you're smart and beautiful, but you're wrong. Something like that yeah, right. would be my guess. But, I mean, come on. You can't suspend a if guy she was for so saying angry. that on the air. She was so angry at him calling her She retaliated. Mikati. She Mikati. retaliated. She came back three more times. And, uh, and she more. also called him Mr. McSexist. Okay. <laughs> See? She didn't want to have to do it. She didn't think she should have to do it, but she, she did, did it. You mean like she fought back? And, yeah, she yeah. fought back after uh, he what said. What was the name of uh, the doctor from uh, Grey's Anatomy? Or wasn't it Grey's Anatomy? Yeah, it was. What, it was Dr. McDreamy. Or Is that okay? Dreamy and Steamy, yeah. Right, Dreamy and Steamy. McSteamy and McDreamy. Uh, is that okay? Because that was, I mean, I'm sure that's probably what he was playing off of, right? Probably, The, the yeah. fact that a man had to go through probably. something like that. Poor Patrick, whoever it is. Dempsey. Dempsey, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, star, by the way, of the wow. uh, all-time uh, cult classic, uh, Can't Buy Me Love. I love that movie. I, <laughs> I love that I've watched it like a thousand. So I was in love with the girl with the telescope. Yes. Or the, uh, no, the, the suede thing. 
uh, uh-huh. she had this she had the suede uh, the object outfit. of his desire yes i was yeah. in love with her uh, yeah. for many years she was attractive she was i don't know if she was i think she, I think she died did she right die? didn't we just talk about this yeah i think we did that's right yeah. we did just talk about this sad she story died. that's really sad, sad story a sad yeah. story i mean you know it's a. Uh, uh, who knows? Uh, you know, you look back at these things, and uh, you don't know how they hold up. But yeah. uh, I was definitely in love with her back in the day. Yeah, and then back to bowling. Uh, so he's—I don't know if he's gone now. I mean, is usually when they suspend these guys, they a day or two or three or four later fire them. Right. Right. And that seems to be the mo. And Fox has this zero tolerance policy now. Well, come on. I mean, if that's all you've got on the guy, I don't know about the email thing. He says that didn't happen. But you can't fire the guy for calling her Dr. McHotty. Right. I mean, obviously, the text. Come on. They say they had four different people who he texted uh, his junk to. Well, God only knows if that's true. Obviously, if it is true. Let's see the evidence. uh, Well, I don't want to personally see it. Wow, he wanted to see the evidence. Let's know that it's there. I do. Isn't it already posted on one of your sites? It's got to be up there. <laughs> got to be there. Uh, right. Jeffy, I, you've had uh, bowlingpicks.com for a while, <laughs> uh, if I remember right. I know, it's finally paying off. <laughs> <laughs> um, Under the heading, uh, Dr. McSexist. <laughs> uh, you know, look, uh, one, of the, one of the, I read a little bit of the story, and one of the, the claims was that he just unsolicited... <laughs> No, look, I don't know. Does this happen in the world? I guess it does. I might not be running in, the, in these circles. I don't know. But he... Just texted unsolicited to some female a picture of his wiener. Well, I can't okay. remember if I've ever done that. I can't. Re- <laughs> what do you mean you can't remember? <laughs> I can't recall if I've ever done that. Still, I just See? I don't remember. I don't remember. But, I mean, wouldn't you remember something like that? You would think so, but I'm not sure. You're not sure. <laughs> do you have a leaning of which way? Right now I'm leaning yes, You're leaning but up. I don't. <laughs> can you imagine that? I mean, that's not how you re- Yes. We can all, I think, safely say, except for Jeffy, Jeffy obviously. obviously. <laughs> no, I've never texted my wiener to anybody. No, to nobody. Not in I, email, not in, not even my wife God, would I do that. I that's just know. so weird. Is it just her uh, era? Like, I, I, is it possible that, So like, not even your wife? No, not even my wife. Okay. I don't Zero think she'd times. It. Hey, look okay. at this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see that when we're alone. I can't wait till you're home. <laughs> this is the thing. Guys are gross. Like, I, who would ever want... Like, I, I mean, come it's on. It's hideous enough. Yeah. I mean, it's yep. just, you know, it's not... You a, got, a, you got to ha- think a lot of yourself to do that. Oh, yeah. Right? And then, or to be really hammered, I would assume. Like, yes, I, you know, maybe that's, that's it. the other thing. Because the person who got this text, unsolicited, an unsolicited picture of genitalia. All right, now that, okay? that mm-hmm. that's weird enough in itself, unsolicited. Right, because right, I mean, like mm-hmm. it's, if you have an ongoing thing with someone where you're, yeah, I hey, mean, I guess, send me another picture. Right, of your exactly. Right. Conver- even with Anthony Anthony Weiner, right? <laughs> even with Anthony Weiner, there's a long buildup of sexually explicit conversations with the 14 year olds before he now, sends them the Weiner pics. Yes, you've said that. Oh, many, you could many totally times. Tell the way you said it. But, <laughs> but like, if you're gonna do it, right? So it comes and he gets a a, a picture of a Weiner comes on the on the text, mm-hmm. right? Right. And it, she, I think, responds and says, I, this is not okay, I'm highly offended, and then no response. Now, I, like, I, I, don't, I don't know what, how you're supposed to handle it. Jeffy, you'd be my, my guide here. How would, because if you're sending a picture like right. that. Right, look, if I send you a picture. And, and, and I, like, you send a picture to a, a woman. She responds to you, I, I am offended by that. Oops, like, wrong it, number. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Right, like, I meant to send that to Geraldo. Exactly. Or you was, just don't respond. I was just wanting like, to compare or you don't respond. Right. noodles or you don't respond. with no, uh, Geraldo. Now, I would say probably <laughs> the idea here is you just don't send them, obviously. Um, but, like, if you well, do... Well, now, I mean, now you're just... If you do, right, if you do send one of these photos, like... I, like you would almost expect, a, I got a, a text on Tuesday, and I said I don't like this, and then he texted me another one on Wednesday, and like, right. it, like it, it's not again, like you shouldn't ever do that. You shouldn't do it to someone who wants it, by the way, either. Yeah. Like it's a terrible, terrible idea to Very send a picture positive. of yourself totally naked to anyone ever, idea. ever. Yes, I know it sounds weird to you, Jeff. It Jeffrey. sure does, especially. I mean, you, mm. you use the especially to somebody that wants it. I mean, if they ask for it, what are you supposed to no? You supposed to say no? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what That's you what I'm say saying. Yes. Is no. <laughs> Especially if somebody wants them, am I supposed to say no? <laughs> and I, no, when Jeffy sends sends his a picture of his noodle, uh, he's, oh, go ahead. you know, go with this milk. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually the, that's our next text. All right. Um, okay. Maybe that's as far as we should go. We're talking about uh, Jeffy and his texts, and mm-hmm. I think this is a bad idea. Let's stop this. Right, yeah, right. right, right, right. I know, but more I'm more pets coming up in a minute. Right here, All right. Uh, stop talking, Jeff. Uh, so uh, I, I'm trying to make a couple positive changes in my life. Uh, number one, trying to talk to Jeffy less. Um, number two, trying to be um, uh, less of a fat guy. Uh, number three, uh, trying to stay awake for the day. Now, this is a weird thing I've been trying to do at work now, which is um, trying to not just fall asleep halfway That's really through a weird. show or maybe Why? Uh, during Why would a you meeting. Do that? Or, I know, it's kind of a crazy idea. Yeah. Uh, we do a lot here, obviously, all the shows and, and not to mention kids and you know everything else that goes on uh, in your life. One of the things I've been uh, trying lately is this, this really cool uh, product I, I, that I think you'd like. It's called Dawn to Dusk. It's from Brickhouse Nutrition. Now, what I do with it is, I, you know, I get a, after the show, because the, the, sort of the energy of uh, doing a show like this when you're hearing harassing things from Jeffy kind of keeps you awake. But it's that afternoon. It's like after the show, I have to go to meetings and do dumb paperwork, and it's, it's, it's hard to keep my eyes open at times. So uh, Dawn to Dusk is a, nutri- uh, is, is a f- uh, physician-formulated extended-release energy supplement. It lasts up to 10 hours. It increases energy, improves your mood, and stimulates your brain. And as you know, with my brain, I really need it to be stimulated. Also, uh, no jitters, because the jitters, that's a non-starter for me. If you get that, I don't want it. Uh, if you're tired of wasting money on all the coffee or, uh, you know, all, who knows what you're doing to try to stay awake through 3, 4, 5 p.m. at work, you want to try something that will really give you a boost and increase your focus. This is for you. Get 15% off of a month's supply with the offer code STU at checkout when you go to BrickHouseStew.com. It's BrickHouseStew.com. Check it out now for 15% off BrickHouseStew.com. Jim Carrey. Let's talk about Jim Carrey for a moment. All right. Uh, Jim Carrey, uh, strange life, I would say, so far. Remember, go back yeah. go back to the beginning where he was, like, in living color. Remember that? He yeah. In oh, living yeah. Color. Mm-hmm. And uh, then broke really out funny. of that, made, made, uh, made it big with, obviously, high-budget um, uh, comedies, then made a bunch of dramatically uh, w- pretty well-received movies where he was, like, everyone was joking about him trying to win a, an Oscar mm-hmm. the whole time. Then it kind of went off the rails and stopped working. For whatever reason, he, then he's dated Jenny McCarthy and became like an autism vaccine activist for a mm. while. Yep. 
Uh, very, uh, and then now he's kind of just dropped off the map completely. Um, and he's had some really weird p stuff going on in his personal life, including uh, a girlfriend that he dated that was much younger than him that wound up committing suicide. Um, really, uh, and her family is suing him. Suing now. him, right? Um, and then here's the latest twist. Um, he was talking at a, uh, a, a it's called a, a Homeboy Industries event. Homeboy Industries provides hope, training, and support to formerly gang-involved and previously incarcerated men and women, allowing them to uh, redirect their lives and become contributing members to our community. Mm. Uh, there's 10,000 former gang uh, members who use it every year. He, he had a uh, speech to this, and, and, and listen to this. Ultimately, I believe that suffering leads to salvation. And, in fact, it's the only way. We have to somehow accept and not deny, but feel our suffering and feel our losses. And, uh, and then we make one of two decisions. We either decide to go through the gate of resentment, which leads to vengeance, which leads to self-harm, which leads to harm to others go through the gate of forgiveness, which leads to grace. Oh, wow. And it didn't stop there. There was uh, more that you may not expect yeah, from Jim Carrey. From Jim Carrey. Here, here's a look. And uh, your being here is an indication that you've made that decision already. You've made the decision to walk through the gate of forgiveness grace, just as Christ did on the cross. He wow. suffered terribly, and he was broken by it to the point of doubt and a feeling of absolute abandonment, which all of you felt. And uh, then there was a decision to be made. And the decision was to look upon the people who that suffering or the situation that was causing that suffering with compassion and with forgiveness and that's what opens the gates of heaven for all of us wow that, not what you would expect i don't think from jim carrey and there's another nice moment at the end where he says wow uh where did that come from and then everybody <laughs> breaks into laughter. But uh, a really nice wow. message I from him. Had no idea. Really that's nice. Where he was. Yeah, and he talks about how his life has been. You know, he kind of talks about the things that he's been through, and and that this is his direction now. And so uh, it's pretty cool, actually. You you never see that from Hollywood types. <laughs> no, you really don't. It's always surprising when you do. First of all, how do you even get involved with the homeboy? <laughs> Homeboy Industries in Los Angeles? I don't know. It's pretty interesting to begin with, right? Yeah, nice story, though. I mean, yeah, rarely do we get good ones these days. Yeah. So uh, that's a great, great moment from Jim Carrey. That's a really encouraging sign. Sadly, we've got to go the other way with the Jeffy segment coming oh, up here in a minute. We're going to ruin all the goodwill. That yeah, we've... I know. I know. All right. Well, okay. Let me talk in front of the Homeboy Network. Uh, no. Maybe I no. can. No, no I can with you over it. No, you're, I You're actually it. We would go there to recruit people back <laughs> into the life. <laughs> <laughs> Here are some
think it is a sin to waste. Congratulations to the great state of Illinois, uh-huh. as they mm-hmm. have now made a new state holiday. Oh, cool. That uh, starts in uh, 2018. Very exciting. Oh, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. uh, August 4th, mm-hmm. 2018, which, oh my gosh, it's, it's the birthday of Barack Obama. Mm. It's going to be a state holiday. Yay! Congratulations. Yay! Congratulations. That's embarrassing. Congratulations, Mr. Ford. man. Especially for a guy born in Kenya. It's uh, an interesting... <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, the, uh, the reason I bring up the dumb birther thing is that uh, today, I believe today, mm. is the five-year anniversary. I think it's five. Of uh, Donald Trump. The Trump. Uh, saying he, an inc- extremely credible source called him and told him that Barack Obama was born not in Hawaii but in Kenya. Is that when he talked? Um, didn't he have a big speech when he was you know, sending Eventually he got there, but this was the time yeah, yeah. he actually tweeted about it. Holy and cow. The, the, the crazy thing is, looking mm. back at that, he actually put extremely credible source in quotation marks. <laughs> As if he was saying they were not. Like, it's like if, if Jeffy was the source of something, I would say, a really extremely credible source, Jeffy, tweeted it to me. Like, he's actually mm-hmm. being, was he being sarcastic this whole time? Was it a bit the entire time? Maybe. I wish that were the case. Mm-hmm. I, I, wish I wish that too. were the case. So in 52 days, 22 hours, 5 minutes, and 52 seconds, the great state fair of Texas is going to open. Oh. All right. We went last year. Yes, we did. The semifinalist for some of the new food this year is uh, brought up on the screen oh. in mm. front of you at home, uh, behind you here in the studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It looks like a few things could be worth eating, but very few, to be honest with you. I don't know that, uh, I mean, we, we can absolutely go, go there and try. <laughs> these are the semifinalists. They're, these are the, they're still the 27th of this month. They have the big uh, who championship get-together that they can all say, you won, you're the best. And the rest of you just go on and sell your wares at the fair and be happy with your oh. number four placing. You could probably talk me into the funnel cake bacon queso burger. Mm. <laughs> I, I, th- I think. The fried cheesecake stuffed apple pie sundae doesn't sound good. Yes. Wow. That I'm, sounds I'm really into good. that. I'm I will into say we had such a bad experience with all the fried stuff last year. I we know. did. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. But, I, we, but we could have learned. Maybe they've learned by our mistakes, though. Yeah, uh, I've. I, you know, for a long time I thought, no, I'm never doing that again. But that's sort of faded. <laughs> like, like into it again for I like, some reason. One of my favorite things about what you, what you see here is that there's an entire section of just fried things. Yes. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven things on there. And there's a whole separate section of deep fried things. Is that a problem? Uh, deep fried chicken noodle soup on a stick? Ugh. Come on, that's uh, that that's weird. Sound that's good. just uh, weird. Southern oh, fried chicken, Monte, Monte Cristo. Cristo. That's right. That sounds good. And that's not in the fried or deep fried section. That's a whole other section. Welcome back. 888-727-BECK is the phone number. A huge um, 
you know, sometimes you get those life hacks. You ever get one of those, Pat, where you like you realize how to get around something that is a big problem. Sometimes you get something <laughs> for free that maybe costs some money. You mm-hmm. know, it's kind of a nice thing. Yeah. Uh, a lot of websites um, live in that space. Uh, you know, Jeffy, you have a, a website that kind of tells people how to avoid paying th- paying for things. Try to help people any way I can. Yours seems to revolve more around theft, um, like just you know, literally taking things out of people's pockets, uh, purses. It's a little different. Uh, it's a life I, hack. It's, a, it's not really what I would call <laughs> a, a life, life hack, hack, though, I, just so you know. I mean, we can talk about that later. Uh, but the millennials have really come up with a great one. Uh, and, you know, because, look, you, you go, cable, you know how much cable TV is, satellite TV, expensive. You're telling me. How about Netflix, uh, Amazon, Hulu, all those subscriptions together? You wind up really racking up the bills. Mm-hmm. Uh, millennials have discovered uh, something. that You can get all of this stuff for free. It's incredible. It's called an antenna. What? Wow. Yeah. I mean, uh, incredible. Now, you can't actually get uh, Netflix, Netflix or Hulu. Or, Hulu. That's or Amazon. Amazon. No, 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 no. You just get... <clears> or t- any cable station. You do get TVs. But you, the TV channels. You do get um, the local stations. Yes. And they, they... In this amazing new hack. It is incredible. <laughs> you read the story and, and like they're like, wait a minute, is this legal? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's legal. Yeah. You can get... Yeah. You can get... This that. used to be how TV was actually... Beamed into everybody's house. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, and there's been a big uh, run on antennas. In the story, they talk about someone who sold 75,000 antennas in a month. That's incredible. That's Jeez. a good business. At 20 that's bucks a, a piece? Deal. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a decent business. It's also one of those things that's a good lesson to remember when someone tells you <clears throat> the industry is dead. Yeah. You know, like, there's, that is always the case. Oh, that's uh, radio. We certainly hear it all the time. Radio's dying. It's over. It's over. And it's like, oh, it's still generating multiple billions of dollars. Uh, it's not really over. <laughs> and you know what? 92% of Americans listen to it uh, once yeah, a week or more. Yeah, but it's dead, Stu. It's the number one, uh, number one used uh, medium. Yeah. But so, other than being number one overall. I mean, it's that's dead other than that. That does not include uh, internet radio. Again, I, I love that, though. I love the, I love the radio is dead thing because that happened when TV came along. Mm-hmm. It happened when MTV came along. It happened when satellite came along. Oh, satellite's going to end terrestrial radio. Mm, yeah. No, not so much. No, I mean, really they've didn't. worked well together, actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, there's a, it's a, what does satellite have? 20 million subscribers, something like that? Something like that. It's a nice number. It does, <clears throat> it's not everybody. It's mm-hmm. a product where, you know, it's a good, I liked uh, satellite uh, very much. We're uh, on, mm-hmm. of course, uh, as you know, Pat, uh, on SiriusXM for the radio show. We're Indeed. on the SiriusXM app. Uh, if you yeah. are, even Pat and Stu is on that. Uh, the Blaze Radio Network is on uh, the SiriusXM app. Mm-hmm. So it's a cool, uh, cool thing. Um, but, you know, it's a, the Internet's the same thing. We've got Blaze Radio Network where you can hear this program. You might be listening to it right now on the Blaze Radio Network. It's great, a great addition to, to the field. But, I mean, that's what they always say. They always say the next thing is going to kill the last thing. And sometimes it's true. But uh, sometimes, you know, these things come back in different ways. The antenna is coming back because uh, of so many people unplugging and, and getting off of cable and satellite and going mm-hmm. to the Internet only. But they can't get those local stations, so they use the antenna. Um, you know, we've certainly seen that even with, like, music formats where vinyl has made a real resurgence. Even cassettes uh, at some level have made a resurgence. It comes a niche product maybe a little bit. But uh, kind of, uh, unfor- I did not see that coming. And it's hilarious to he- see millennials not even understand that it's a, you know, it's a normal part of life. It was yeah. forever. And this is kind of cool, too, because apparently you don't actually have to have the old-fashioned rabbit ear thing that you, know, you right. pulled up. Yeah. Apparently there's a, the modern antennas are thin sheets that you can hide behind a flat screen. Yeah, it's funny. Um, and, I, and I'm making fun of millennials here. Now, of course, as you know. 
I basically am the godfather of the millennials. Uh, <laughs> I was... You saw Are one you... article, one article that went back to 1976 what, for the... millennials. Yes, and, and I was born in one February hour. 1976, which makes yeah. me basically yeah. the first millennial. <laughs> I mean, if you, want to, if you want to say I started it, I'm, I'm comfortable with that. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't talk about it a lot. Except whatever the word millennial comes up. It's like a <laughs> bad generation of boneheads. I know. Well, I'm trying to teach. I'm trying to it's teach. It's actually it. not. There's a lot of really good, smart, wonderful. But like this is I'm I'm mocking this story, but this is a legitimate thing that, that happened to me very recently within oh, the last boy. six months. So I have a uh, <laughs> I'm just thinking of me mocking this two minutes ago and now thinking of the story. So we have, uh, you know, the us, you know, TV service, uh, which we're on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and so uh, we have all the channels, right? And, but I don't have a hookup for that service in my kitchen. Now, obviously, you got to have a TV in your kitchen. What year is this, right? I mean, you can't I have a caveman. Now, can I see the other TV from my kitchen? Of course. <laughs> uh, but that's, it's all the way over there, number one. Uh-huh. Number two, I have two kids, and sometimes they're watching Wally Kazam, and maybe Daddy doesn't want to watch Wally Kazam. Certainly, Mommy doesn't want to watch Wally Kazam, which was re- a real impetus for this television. So you go to Walmart, and the TVs are like a dollar. You could get. You could actually fill up. They will give you for five dollars. You can fill your cart with television. That's thought, their new policy. One of the what, not too long ago, I thought about it. <laughs> there was a, they had a, some fifty inch on sale that was uh, oh. like two fifty. Yeah, it's incredible the prices of these televisions now. That's so, great. Uh, you know, we wanted a, a, a small TV to put on the counter of, in our kitchen so that Lisa can watch the news in the morning or whatever, and uh, and you know. Uh, the kids are watching Wally Kazam as they're eating breakfast or whatever. So, uh, so I, I get the TV, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, I'm, I go through all the options. I'm like, what can I do? Well, we could get someone to come over here and drill through the tile or whatever, and, and uh, that doesn't sound like a good idea. We could get, uh, you know, that would be a big pain. I'd have to get another receiver, blah, 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 blah. Okay, that's a pain. Then I went to um, a, a signal sender where you can have, if you have, like, cable or satellite in one room, you can send the signal to this room, and it can just pick up that channel. So I went through that. I tried. I had an old one of those. It didn't work. I couldn't get it to work. Mm. Um, then I went to a f- next option, which was I got an Amazon Fire Stick. And I put it in there, which is like basically like a Roku, yeah. um, the mm-hmm. Amazon version mm-hmm. of a Roku. But you can get a lot of stuff on there. But I couldn't get the, the thing to work. And then I was like, what if I buy an antenna? Like, can I, if I got an antenna, would she be able to watch the news? Would that go. be legal? Would that, would that be legal? I got another way for you, though. Because it's something I just found out that actually gives you some free access to some other channels that you normally don't have free access to. Is that uh, my particular cable company, I'm not going to tell you the name on the air because I don't want them to stop doing what is happening. Okay. But mm-hmm. their application, their separate app online. Yes. Uh, I tried this. I, I downloaded like t- I downloaded. It must have been ten different apps on the Amazon Fire I, thing. No, to get I got their, I, I, I use their app now uh, on through Roku or whatever Fire Stick, <laughs> yeah. and you get uh, it gives you access to other channels that you may not normally have access to. Okay, mm. number one, that is really shady. Um, number two, <laughs> the moral of the story is I put an antenna up. It costs like eight dollars. And the antenna works perfectly, and she gets all the channels she wants. There you go. It, it's a clear signal? Perfect. It's better than yeah. the actual is feed the I flat? pay for. Is it the flat? It's a flat one. Yeah. So it, it, the wire goes up. It, it's totally flat, lays, uh, you know, it kind of, we kind of like put it up uh, through where our cabinet is, and, and it sits on top of the cabinet. The signal is so clear, because it's all digital, 
Uh, and it's you know through the air, it's it's actually better than uh, some of the uh, the, 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 the thing we pay in. for. Yeah. Now of course cool. it's very limited in what you can watch. I mean I I couldn't I absolutely would. It's only an assistance to having these other services. I mean mm -hmm. you know for me. But uh, but it's for the kitchen. You know, and it's for the kitchen. Well, well yeah. you don't want more in the kitchen. I mean, I do want more, but I couldn't. I couldn't get it to work. And I don't feel like. I don't feel like scheduling an appointment. And you could actually, you know, have the cable people come out. Right. I just don't want that. Add another. Work. Yeah. Too, too much work, work and more money, too. Right. This is. I mean, I was surprised. I figured for sure it just wouldn't work. I don't know. Like I, it is one of those things that I, you know, growing up we had cable. I mean, for pretty early. Like I remember watching ESPN as a real little kid. I mean, so. Um, I don't really remember. Superstations. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I remember the little box where you'd have to go to the go walk up to the TV and press mm -hmm. the buttons on each for each channel. Like, I mean, you know, so but I was very early cable, but I don't really remember the just the rabbit ears, uh, really. Um, but it's like, it's not even in my head. Like, it doesn't seem like it would be possible, so I don't even consider it. So the story actually is it's true. It's actually legitimate. It's true. Yes. Except I did know it was legal. I did know antennas were legal. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, that's to me pretty dumb if you didn't know that. But, pretty amazing, though. Know, I guess pretty maybe. amazing that they, we're coming back to that. And sales of these antennas uh, rising quite a bit apparently this year, to nearly eight million units. Now you wouldn't you wouldn't think in the year 2017, eight million antennas right. for your television would be sold, would you? I mean that that's pretty amazing because mm -hmm. we've got. I don't know other ways to get it now, but uh, still, you can do it the old-fashioned way. So we understand antennas, and, and we do not understand uh, virtual cryptocurrency forks. No, not, not no. at all. They, not millennials at all. will understand that and will mm. understand antennas. I think yeah. we'll win that battle, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Think, uh, oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, and when I say millennials, of course, I'm referring to... You know, myself. Uh, you. Uh, mm -hmm. As uh, the first, uh, first millennial. Mm -hmm. um, so... Uh, uh, this Bitcoin thing is going on. Bitcoin. Now, when we started talking about it on the air, I think it was like $1,200. Um, and we were like, oh, my gosh, it's up. It's doubled. It's to $1,200. Current price, $3,361. That is unbelievable. Now, this is an, uh, it, It's all-time high. actually crossed 3400 briefly today. Yeah, it's, in, it's insane. You tripled your money if you would have bought it $1,200. Right. When we Very nearly. And remember, the break we were doing talking Jeez. about it was... We had talked about it many times, but we, we were like, look at this. It's exploding. I can't believe this. It's going to go down tomorrow. Surely, you know, that, it, was a, it was a comment basically about how this thing was going through the roof for no reason and it's not going to continue. Uh, now it's uh, three times that price. Um, so, and this is just one it's of amazing. them. They're all, you know, all these things are going through the roof. Um, and, and kind of crazy to see. Now, it's tried to, there's an interesting story, and the reason why I think it's going up now is because, you know, these things are so weird. So they had this idea that they could fork it into two different um, uh, currencies. So you'd have Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash is what they were calling it. Um, and so it started the other day uh, and so far has not caught fire, the Bitcoin Cash, which is the competing currency. So because I think it's because that's not showing a ton of promise, the regular Bitcoin mm -hmm. is kind of going up and up and up and up and up. Mm -hmm. And uh, 3361, I mean, I can tell you this. Uh, let's see if I can pull up the actual chart. Um, it was back in 2014, I think, it was around $200. So you would have been able to make, so far, over 16 times your money. 
um, if you had invested it in 2015, no, 15, 2015. It was, I remember thinking of this because it was right around the time Donald Trump announced he was running for president. Had you invested $1,000, you'd have 16000 now. I, I mean, yeah. that's unbelievable. And that's, that's a, unbelievable. Two years ago. Wow. Two years ago. Now, Jeffy obviously <clears throat> didn't have $1,000 to invest. On a $10,000 um, uh, investment, $116,000 now? That's real money. I mean, yeah, that, you know, you're that's talking, huge. You know, and $10,000 obviously is a no, lot of money as well. You, but You like, never get that kind of return on an investment. No, of course, especially so. when, like, your bank account is paying you 0.9% oh, if you're yeah. lucky. Jeez. Uh, Jeffy, what's your bank account paying you these days? I guarantee you. I guarantee if you want to know when Bitcoin is going to crash, ask me when I put $2 in. Yeah, then it, it then, doesn't matter whether I put, because my, my bank account has $2.50 in it. It'll leave me $0.50. Cents. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll invest $2 into Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Gone. Shut down. <laughs> Just turn <over>. it off. <laughs> now, it's interesting. You have a uh, bank account? Well, it's a piggy bank. <laughs> That's not a bank account, a, Jeffy. What? That's not the same. It gets just as much interest as yours does, <laughs> you know? my friend. Yeah, it's about, <laughs> that's very it's about true. true. It's very true. Yeah, it's There's probably less true. likely you'll lose it. Um, so that's uh, kind of uh, amazing. This uh, is kind of fun, too, because uh, NASA has created a planetary protection officer. Uh, you can now defend the Earth... How cool is that? Well, From I, alien contamination. It's just the old ones leaving, right? The, the job has existed for a while. I, I didn't know that, but I, yeah. Um, planetary Protection Officer uh, seems more X, X-Files than, than real, but it is. And the salary ranges from 124406 to 187000 a year. $187,000 a year to protect the planet from something that's, well, that's never a, going that's to happen. That's a lot of responsibility. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is, and you're, you're paid uh, accordingly. Um, the creation of the position... Well, they're saying they created this position from Article 9 of the Outer Space Treaty, which demands nations and parties exploring space adopt appropriate measures to avoid the harm, harmful contamination of other planets and also adverse changes in the environment of the Earth resulting from the introduction of extraterrestrial Look matter. Of the responsibility. Well, I, I was watching Huge. one of the morning shows. They the actually other day, created it in 2006. Okay, yeah, I was going to okay. say because they, so, yeah. they, they, they interviewed the woman who had the job for the past uh, ten years or whatever, and, and she was leaving. And what exactly do you do to protect the planet? Did do you, did you see that in the report? <sighs> I probably did. Say, I, I feel like they it was just basically planning, doing the in-case stuff. Like, I mean, in reality, a government should be prepared for yeah. those types of things. You know, you never know if a... I guess. If, if a comet's coming or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, an alien's coming or who knows, right? You want to be large, you know, have some sort of base plan you can work, work on. I mean, one employee there, I guess, is not... I mean, they waste so much money. Uh, you know, the government and NASA, they, they, they waste a lot of money. It's probably worth they do. one employee. Yeah. But it's a good salary. Yeah, good salary. So if, if you have an advanced knowledge of planetary protections and a year of experience as a top-level civilian government employee, you can go ahead and uh, Which and I do, but the, they, they still said I couldn't have the job because they didn't have a suit for me. They didn't have a suit for you? Yeah. You don't need a, you're saying a space suit? You don't need yeah. a space suit, Jeff. Yeah, I think they, they may have been lying to you to keep you away. <laughs> I mean, that's what they said. Well, that's what they said to this kid. Uh, some kid wrote it, and, and he's like, Hi, I'm four years old. My name is Eric, and I would like to defend your planet against aliens because I'm a cute kid, and I'm writing in poor handwriting, so NASA's going to tweet it. And so they did. <laughs> so they and did. then they wrote back and said, Hey, stupid kid, uh, what did you we need- say? Did you hear the qualifications? 
you have to have <laughs> dozens of years of stupid experience. Well, moron. Well, in, a, in a bunch of years, you stupid moron. That's pretty much what they said. Tell your parents was, to stop having you write these stupid letters. <laughs> it was like a little bit nicer than that. It was actually kind of a cute thing. The kid, like, the kid wanted to apply to it, and they're like, uh, eh, maybe go to college and call no. us back. Yeah. All right, triple eight seven two seven back. More coming up in just a minute, but uh, we got to tell you about your current phone carrier. You may not want to hear it, but uh, unless it's my, unless it's uh, Patriot Mobile, they are using your money to undermine your beliefs, spending tens of millions of dollars to get conservatives out of office and to support agencies like Planned Parenthood. Mm. Luckily, Patriot Mobile is available to you. Patriot Mobile offers all the stuff that you get from. Uh, your big name uh, companies that uh, give you cell phone service. I will say this: when you pick up your, you'll, 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 you'll get, you'll go and you'll get the Patriot Mobile phone and you'll, you'll turn it on and you'll look at it and you'll say, "Oh, Stu is right." That's what you'll say. That's what you'll say when you get your phone because they have all mm-hmm. the service that you get from these big named uh, providers. And you get the nationwide talk and text. You get the high-speed 4G LTE data. You get the great prices. And you also get 5% of your monthly bill donated to not a liberal cause, but a conservative organization of your choice. And, of course, they'll buy out your, your current contract if, if you're still hampered with one of those. Credit's up to 500 a line or 1500 per account, and you can keep your phone number. So just call Patriot Mobile. They'll even waive the activation fee of $35 when you use the promo code Pat and Stu. We should also point out that if you don't want to keep your number because maybe you've been texting photos that you shouldn't have maybe been texting. Jeffy. Jeffy. Then they'll uh, let you, get, you They'll also it. let you change yeah. your number, okay. which is a big uh, That's good. That's kind of cool. PatriotMobile.com slash Pat and Stu. PatriotMobile.com slash Pat and Stu. Or call 1-800-A-PATRIOT. It's 1-800-A-PATRIOT. Triple H727 Beck, it's Pat and Stu. Uh, if you're a fight fan, uh, and who isn't, really? I mean, every, everybody likes uh, fights, right? Boxing, MMA, big fan? You actually don't, do you? I don't like MMA. I, I really don't like women boxing, I uh, female boxing, uh, whatever it's that. called. I yeah. hate it. I and hate they, it. man, when they go at it on. Uh, at the UFC events, I hate oh my that. gosh! I I, li- I do not like watching women fight. Call us sexist, but I'm yeah. sorry. That's just uh, that's it's <laughs> bred into us. You bastards! Bred Why don't us. you want to see a woman get punched in the face? I yeah. don't know. You know, I can't explain it. It's a weird <laughs> preference of mine. I don't yeah. know. I just can't come up with a it reason. It just seems wrong. Yeah, and it horrifying. really does. Um, I, I will say the I do. I've always been a boxing fan, though. Um, Have you? And not, I, mean, I don't follow it like I used to, but I mean, yeah, you know, I don't either. I, lo- I grew up loving Rocky. I still to this day love mm-hmm. all the Rocky movies, and like you know, so I watched you know, and I also grew up. Uh, my childhood was the, the the prime of Mike Tyson, so like I was right. into that at the yeah, time. Yeah. Um, for sure. My dad was a huge boxing fan. He used to love to watch Muhammad Ali and, and, and all, you know, Frazier and all those guys. And so I had kind of a cursory interest in it. And, and, uh, it, but now with this, with this payout that's going to happen it, with, between Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor, they're talking about $300 million to Floyd uh, Mayweather. Holy crap. Three hundred million dollars for one fight that is astounding and obviously 
I mean, a massive record for a single event for any person to ever. People are really into this. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna watch. I've you never. Are. I've never done a pay per view fight in my life. I mean, I like it, but not that much. But I'm gonna. I'm gonna pay for this one. I don't know that I ever have. I may have done it for uh, one of the Tyson fights when he came back, like back in that era when you know when he, oh, he went to jail and came back out. I may have done one of those. I, I mean, because I. I loved Tyson when I was a kid. And then, you know, one interesting fact about Mike Tyson, you know, he's obviously this kind of, he's in these funny movies and he's doing all these stage shows. Convicted rapist. <laughs> yeah. 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 Convicted rapist. So. Yeah, well, yeah. he's done his time. He's paid his dues. Leave him be. Do you, do you have That's, any interest the... in this fight? You know, uh... this is an interesting one because it's an MMA guy, a really good MMA guy against the best boxer in the last what thirty years, probably, probably, he's, and unbeaten. He's forty nine and zero. What? Uh, when is it? Think of it. <clears throat> it's August twenty sixth. August twenty sixth. I mean, I am curious. I will say, uh, just because. I mean, I, I think Mayweather's going to beat the crap I, out of him. I do but... too. But Mayweather is forty, almost forty one now. I, I think, know, and McGregor is twenty nine, and uh, That's a bit. but but you would think that Mayweather has the big advantage because it's boxing. If they were in the octagon in the MMA, right. I think he, I think he'd kill him. Yeah, I mean it's it's yeah you're right. It's in Mayweather's wheelhouse though. It's, mm-hmm. it's definitely working though. Again, these things are really more about the show than anything else. I mean, and it's uh, it's definitely that. Yeah, man. I mean it the is biggest that. the biggest fight that I can remember since I was born was probably uh, um, Tyson Spinks, Michael Spinks. That was oh, big. Yeah. And that was a yeah. huge, and he got knocked out in 93 seconds, if I remember yeah. correctly. It was, it was a zilch of a fight. Mm-hmm. But was it, that a paper? That wasn't a paper. That was though. HBO, I think. Oh, maybe, that, I think maybe that's what I was thinking of, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, that, that was like the big one. And, and you know, he came, they came back out and he had some of those fights, but he never really captured what he was when he was younger. But Tyson was really the only figure in boxing that's lived up to that sort of stature, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Evander Holyfield, the, the ear-biting Evander Holyfield fight was another one yeah, he put in that category. Big. But it's all, you know, mm-hmm. kind of just like one guy driving. It's kind of like Tiger Woods in golf. It's like, did golf, did they cancel the tour? I, I don't, I know he's, like, did, they, they do a really Tiger, good. Like, it is incredible. Like, I understand that there's a lot, you know, there's, a, if you're a golf they fan, They do a it's really great. good job at pretending that that didn't hurt them. Oh my God! It's it's insanity. It's like that was all when he was winning all those events in a row. I mean, that it's was the virtually over. Story. It's right like, for golf, nobody you don't even hear about it anymore. I know it's weird. I mean, you, obviously, like you were about to say, as if you're really into golf. Yeah, like Jeff, Justin Spieth, right? But, there's uh, there's certainly there's, a, a, a a collection of up and coming golfers yes. that make golf great for and people who really love golf. Try, and, and they do like I said, they do a great job in pretending right. that that tiger did not hurt him. Like I can mm-hmm. watch a tennis tournament. Right now, right? And like, Tiger's I, still going to be a hundred years old trying to come back from a surgery, and they'll be reporting on they it. They will be. I mean, you know, I can watch tennis. I, like, I'll turn on the tennis channel sometimes. I like mm-hmm. tennis. I, you know, I played tennis, you know, back in the day. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. I like watching it. But I mean, like, you know, there's no McEnroe's. There, you know, that's not the way it is anymore. It's not. There's no Jimmy Connors. Even the, no, era there's no big American of, of star Pete right Sampras now. Pete Sampras and all those guys. Jim yeah. Courier. Like those, it's all gone. So, like you know, you got the Riley Opelka coming up. We're very much rooting for him here at the Blaze. But other than that, you have uh, you know, it's not particularly interesting for Americans to watch tennis. It's lost its luster from that period. And now golf, I think, is going through that same thing. There are a lot of great up and coming golfers that are not having the problem with Americans. But it's just like it doesn't have that that uh, marquee feel anymore. It just doesn't. feels like it's just 
another tournament happened. Yeah. You know, we I got Tiger. And I didn't, I ne I've never cared about golf, except when Tiger Woods came around. And, and everybody thought he was going to break Jack Nicholas's record. <laughs> and certainly seemed man, like it. it doesn't look like it anymore. Because he's won, what, 14 major titles he needs to get to 18? It's just not going to happen. I mean, it, I, will he ever even win a tournament again? I don't think so. I mean, he, he's ranked, what, 150th in the world now? Uh, it's really amazing how far he's fallen. Yeah, and, and so much of it seems to, I mean, because obviously injuries have been, played a huge part of that, but also just seems to start in your head as well. Because, I mean, when he seems came back. Seems to have started with the wife situation. Yeah, when he came back, right, he had, mm -hmm. he had he, you know, lost that time, came back and was playing, and he wasn't winning majors, but he he was the number one player in the world again. Yeah. I mean, people forget mm -hmm. that he came back and was the number one player yeah. in the world. Uh, but just now, it's Should not have so. stayed with the hookers and the partying. <laughs> That's my motto. That legitimately, by the way, is his legitimate <laughs> motto. That is, should have stayed should have with stayed the, the hookers, hookers and the partying. Party. Yeah, that's great. You say that so much. I'm, that's why I'm number one in the world. Wait. Mm. People call you number no. two a lot, but that's a different... It's a different they do? Yeah, yeah like a piece of African. So, uh, by the way, uh, don't uh, worry about getting your dog vaccinated. We wanted to make that very clear. Your dog will not get autism. In fact, dogs can't get autism. Um, it's impossible, or at least has never been diagnosed in history. And also, uh, I, my favorite quote from the story. And, and you, this couldn't, is, you couldn't know if your dog was <laughs> autistic. Yeah, you, you wouldn't know it. Um, I don't know. If he's walking around bumping into walls, would that be an indication? Mm. I... That might be blindness. I, like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't, maybe. I don't uh, think it'd be autism. I had a client, because this is from uh, Dr. Stephanie Liff of Clif Cl Clinton Hill Pure Paws Veter Veterinary Care. It's where the doctors, when, you when you're a, a veter veterinarian, uh, you get to make up cutesy little names for your practice. That doesn't mm -hmm. really happen with real, real doctors. Or, <laughs> I hate to no, say real doesn't. doctors, because these people are highly trained. But like, mm -hmm. you can't be like, uh, you know... Uh, cutesy cancer uh, obstetrician, you know, like <laughs> no. it wouldn't make any. That wouldn't work. No, it wouldn't be a good mm -hmm. idea. Uh, here's the quote from her. Uh, I had a client uh, concerned about, <laughs> oh God, who, uh, about an autistic child who didn't want to vaccinate the dog for the same reason. We've never diagnosed autism in a dog. I don't think you could. <laughs> it just, it's, I mean, look, that's a serious issue. So yes, there's mm. no such thing as dogtism. Uh, that is not something you have to worry about. By the way, also, you're not going to get autism for your kid from vaccinations either. Uh, I mean, that's I, really good news. Have you talked to Jenny McCarthy about that? Uh, or I, Jim Carrey. Or Jim Carrey. No, you know, actually, uh, you know, I have heard uh, Jenny McCarthy speak on this topic, by the way. Uh, and before. was it, it was eloquent compelling. and it was compelling. compelling? It was very compelling. Yeah. It was an interesting story. Someday we'll bother you with that. Triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the... <laughs> Whew. Phone number. Uh, on the other side, we have Spoons. Now, Spoons is uh, yeah, a very warm and, and loving topic that we have here on the show, including today, sriracha cracker sandwiches, um, which I've never had a sriracha cracker sandwich. And we don't want to. It's just for you that we do it. Oh, I don't, I don't it like it. for you. I don't even like eating. No, we'd rather not eat. I mean, my That's standard... That's pretty clear just looking at us, don't my, you think? Like, my default position mm -hmm. is like 4% body fat. Um, now, I, ha right. I, put, I get yeah. it to 30 or 40 for you. You know, the rest of that's all you, you yeah. know, yeah. because I just care about you and I want you to make. And we don't want to make you feel bad. <laughs> yeah. By showing you, you know. Yeah. A lot of people are like, you know, incredible what? physical well, specimen. How many times have we said this? It's about doing. It's not about talking about it. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people say, hey, you know, the positive, uh, the negative body images that are happening with the media where they're showing these people in perfect shape. 
Well, we fought against that. Yeah, we Okay, did. like, we, I mean, bottom line is, if we don't think about it, we're going to look like, you know, a mo- male models. Also, like, when um, I had to watch uh, Twilight with uh, Taylor Lautner. Yeah, guy, Taylor Lautner. We're basically Taylor Lautner. had his shirt Lautner. off in three consecutive, four consecutive movies. Mm-hmm. And it made me feel bad. It made me feel bad. And we don't want to put you through that. Right, like, but so. I'm just saying, like, think of what we do for you. We're think basically Taylor Lautner if we don't right. do any, like if we don't have spoons, that's us. Okay, let's just get to it, okay. shall we? Uh, in just a second. <laughs> uh, more of this is, you know, inevitable. weird product today. Yeah, it is. Isn't it? Uh, these are Austin uh, Sriracha Naturally Flavored Cracker Sandwiches, and that's Pat's computer. Uh, here they are. Uh, now, I will say that these claim to be created in 1932, which either makes them very stale or <laughs> lying because Sriracha did not exist in 1932. <laughs> um, however, maybe they're talking about the company itself. Yeah, I mean, Austin, I love their peanut butter and cheese crackers. Oh, yeah? Good. Oh, I just dropped a cracker. It's okay. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, no. Um, oh, no. So the these crackers... But I it's mean, a mess. <clears throat> okay, you got to get so, the inside view here real quick. Uh, so there's just a, like a sriracha sauce in this? It uh, looks like I a, ch- I would say cheese with a little sriracha, a little spicy cheese Ugh. cracker. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, Jeffy does not seem excited. Pat, how do you feel about these? I'm ambivalent. Okay, let's give it a whirl. Mmm. 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 Now, there's not a very strong cheese taste, I will say. Or a very strong sriracha taste. A little strong cracker taste. I guess there's a little spice to it. A little spice, but honestly, honestly, it just tastes like a cracker with the something kick is actually not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Kick is, is is to me like I don't want super spicy. I, you know, that's not what I'm looking for. I like a little bit of a kick. I actually like pretty spicy stuff. Yeah, so. I don't. I, I like a little bit of a kick. I don't. <clears throat> I don't like it to go crazy. This has a. It, I'm. I'm okay with the level of kick. It's. It's very mild. I will say. It's even mm-hmm. on the more mild very side. Very mild. Um, however, the the crackers are good. They're they're buttery. They're flaky. They're pretty delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, the cheese. There's not a. There's no cheese flavor to it. Honestly, like even mm-hmm. tasting the the cheesy cream itself, uh, I don't even mm-hmm. taste the cheese. And, and maybe that's because there's not a cheese. It might not be cheese. It just might be a sriracha. Is it just a sriracha cream? Because I kind of looked at these and thought they were cheese crackers, but maybe not. Anyway, I'll give it a ten. Nine. uh, I'll give it. uh, Yeah, I'll give them a. I'll give them an eight. I mean, nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing wrong with them, but uh, I I, I don't think I would be too generous. Uh, Slice up some cheddar cheese with this. It might add to it, along with maybe a. Oh no. Okay, let me. What before you say? Of milk. Oh crap! Let me before yeah. you get to uh, the milk. This is an interesting topic. Mm-hmm. Someone posted a um, a picture of eight. I think it's eight chocolate chip cookies, with v- differing variations on the recipes. And you can look at them and see. Here they are. See, you know what they look like, and I think visually mm. know what they taste like just by looking at them. Hmm. Now I thought it would be interesting to see which ones you guys would pick. If you were to pick one of the cookies, if these were all sitting on a uh, on a cookie plate somewhere, what would you start mm-hmm. with? which one would you start with? Which one are you picking first there? Well, read read them for us. Uh, more flour, mm-hmm. so extra flour, all granulated sugar, all brown sugar, melted butter, 
baking soda, baking powder, both baking soda and baking powder, and the dough chilled for 24 hours before you make the cookie. Mm. Wow. I know which one I, I did uh, already make a selection on this one, which one I would pick. I'm curious what you guys would say. I'd be torn between all granulated, all brown sugar, and melted butter. Yeah. Uh, I think I'd go yeah. all granulated sugar. Me too. Really? For the first mm-hmm. one? For the I, first pick? Yeah. My, my first pick in the mm-hmm. cookie draft was all granulated sugar. Yeah. Oh, really? I like the flatness. I like mm-hmm. the, yeah. uh, the, you know, it looks like it would be nice and soft. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like that. Mm-hmm. I will say the one that I would... The, the, the cookie that I identify when I see cookies and I say, eh, I don't really, I don't think I'm going to like this cookie, is the exact look of melted butter. That, like, it's a, it's a little too brown for me. Yes, it, and it, it looks like it might crunchy. be crunchy. Yeah. I don't it, like crunchy. But melted butter sounds good. I would think I would want melted butter, yeah. butter mm-hmm. in my cookie, but that's the one I would stay away from. Just yeah. the way it looks. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's the if look you see a lot. it a little bit less, that is I the might, look that I might be into it. But I mean, I wonder if that, because you see that sort of ridge, the ridged top too. Mm-hmm. It's the only one that looks like that. It has the kind yeah. of like, uh, it looks like. Uh, you I don't know. know which one, which kind my wife makes all the time. I'm trying to think which one. Uh, it is the melted butter kind of look, I think. And she's no. going to say, no, it's not. No, it's not. she'll probably yell at you. Although I say that the dough chilled looks pretty good mm. for 24 hours. I mean, mm-hmm. they um, all look really good, to be honest. I wouldn't be, and if you think you don't, not, you don't need milk with those, you're out of your mind. <laughs> I, I hate, Idiot. I um, I mean, after granulated sugar, I'm going brown sugar. What are you doing? My second pick, I might go, I mean, again, I'm looking at this by looks, not like the idea of baking powder doesn't sound good to me where yeah, a brown right. sugar does. So right. like I, but by the title, I would pick probably bake brown sugar, but by I mean, the look, go the look I, I might go, go both. both. Yeah. yeah, I might yeah. go both. Or, honestly, yeah. dough chilled 24 hours looks pretty appealing to yes, me as well there. Um, you you got to think about, we should, we should do it with, if you do it without the names though, that's the. You know, trying to pick, I'm trying to see, because the names wouldn't yeah. be there, right? So they'd just be sitting right. there yeah. on the table. So and you so kind of got to pick, yeah. yeah. So, um, what, I mean, what, what was the point of this? Is Just this, to see, like, this is this is when you just change something in the recipe, how much different they come out. And, uh, you know, I would definitely say all granulated sugar looks fantastic. What was the point of this? Yeah, I mean, Pat, this is this is food well, porn Twitter site. It is. Yeah. <laughs> food <I> porn. <laughs> they just post awesome <laughs> pictures of food all day, and I love it. I will say we should uh, thank uh, Marissa, who is uh, just offered to make all eight different types of cookie for us oh, this week. Oh, that's great. That's how we can really kind of prove this so one out. I'm so surprised really nice of her. Really nice. Uh, that's Above and beyond. That's awesome. Yeah. Hey! Hi, Pat. Pat and Stu. What were you saying about this segment before? This, this next segment? One? Yeah. I, I was saying that uh, it's a really good one. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Glenn talks about the role of government in oh, parenthood. Nice. I mean, this is the uh, Oregon thing. You were talking about that, and that's amazing. Yeah, remember that? Yeah, you remember made a, big, that? a great point about yeah, it. Yeah, Jeffy said something, too, but I don't remember what yeah, it was. Yeah, milk. It was milk. Yeah, that's what it was. That's good that's point. Right. Hello, America. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. I want to talk to you a little bit about Heroes. We're, we're a society, we're a culture, we're a civilization that has gone over the cliff. And we don't necessarily know, uh, we don't have any heroes to look up to. Our society was built around Moses and Jesus. That's the Western way of life. That's who our heroes always have been. And we have chased them out. And we have looked for new heroes, I guess, in our politicians. It is amazing to me 
that we are all, we know it. You go talk to people about the loss of heroes in our country and I'm not sure you're going to find very much profound from people. But we all know we've lost them and we all know how important they are. And I can tell that that's true because look at the box office. Marvel is raking money in by the barrel full. Every day they are releasing another hero. And what are the heroes? They are they're the ones, truth, justice, and the American way. Those Marvel heroes, many of them are exactly the heroes that were invented in World War II. We are starving for heroes. We're starving for people that we can look up to that give us the hope that, wait a minute, tomorrow will be better and I can be better. I contend there are heroes among us, but they're not the ones we think they are. They're not the ones on the screens. They're not the ones even running into buildings uh, when they're on fire. They're not saving lives yet. The real heroes are the ones that we tuck into bed at night and the ones that we get up and feed and make sure that their homework is done. Those are the real heroes. The ones that are playing with their friends this summer at the park or at the Y. They just haven't come into their time yet but they will be the ones that save us. They will be the ones that turn everything around. Think of all of the things that your generation has accomplished so far. It will pale in comparison to the legends that that generation will be remembered for. We are living in a time now that needs them more than ever. And we're living in a time now that I think most Americans believe something that's not true. I teach at church on Sundays and somebody shared something. I don't remember who it was from. It was some old Greek dead guy. I don't remember who it was. And I found it so profound, it has stuck with me ever since. I think about it every day. Every day for the last three or four months. People will not rise to the level of their expectations. They will not. They will rise to the level of their knowledge and preparedness. We can all say, well, if that happened, I would X, Y, or Z. But unless you've truly been prepared for it, unless you've, you know why you will do that, and you've really learned the lessons and it's been drilled deep in you, you will not be that hero. 
has meant so much to me lately because it fits with the pattern of what I feel like we've been doing together for the last 10 years. Going to Washington, going to Jerusalem, doing the different things where we're saying, hey, I have to know this information. It hasn't been, at least for me, it hasn't been about politics. For me, it has been about, there's trouble coming. And I, 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 I want to stand. I want to give my children the opportunity and my great-grandchildren the opportunity to be able to stand up in a crowd someday and say, when that happened, my grandfather and my grandmother and my father did these things. But as time goes on, I'm thinking that I'm not going to get that opportunity. It's going to be my children that are giving their children that opportunity. The generation that endured the Great Depression, defeated the Nazis um, in Europe, they weren't born on the beaches of Normandy. They were born on farms and in cities. They were born of hard work. And they were prepared by a silent generation that we really know very little about. The heroes of tomorrow will come to us through our children. But the heroes of today are the silent parents that are standing up against this culture and never, ever give up. I firmly believe that mothers are going to save the country. I firmly believe that dads are going to give their sons the courage to stand up. And mothers are going to give them the love that will temper that steel. If our parents today, us, don't do our job, the Western way of life will be lost. And it will take perhaps the, the usual calculation is three generations before it will even be attempted to find it again. But I don't think we're going to lose because I believe that there is something that is happening in our country. I think there is, I, make, I might be very alone, but I don't think I am. I think there is something that is happening with people I would call nose holders. People who held their nose for Hillary or Trump or Obama and uh, Romney or McCain and whoever, they held their nose. They don't like it. They didn't like it, but they did what they thought was the right thing. But there is, in studies now, when you ask people 
the most divisive questions, there'll be 20% absolutely for and 20% absolutely rock solid against. Neither of them are going to move. And then there is this amazing 60%, highest I've ever seen in my life, 60% that say, I don't, I don't know. I have absolutely no idea. I think it is why parenting is under siege today. And it really is. The system wants you to know that they're the parent, not you. That the school has dominion over your parent, or over your children, and not you. Think of Charlie Gard and what happened. If you think that couldn't happen here, do you remember the name Justina? Uh, what was her last name? Pelletier. She was in Boston Children's Hospital. She at least came home with her parents. Imagine sitting in a doctor's office or in a hospital. Imagine having your child, having your child born two days ago, and you're a mother, and you are sitting there, and you're listening to your child breathe. And you have that moment for that first moment of that baby laying on your chest and people who come in with name tags come and take your child off your chest because you're not smart enough to have that child. It's a story that we have been showing you all this week in Oregon had the worst sleep of my life this week. Can't believe that that's who we are. But it's not. That's not who we are. We are not people that allows the government to decide a relationship between a mother and her child. 